You're listening to Phantom Radio. Live from Kettleston Road. If you're 2-1 up with 10 minutes to go, you don't sub off one of your best defenders. Happy New Year and welcome to our first show of 2024. And we are back with a bang. This week, we discuss the darts and that incredible final between Luke Littler and Luke Humphreys. We give you another Pascal Chimbonda update that you will not want to miss. And there's the first quiz of the year. But first, this is Talking Heads. prefer really not to um, not to speak if i speak i am in in big trouble in big trouble and i don't want to be in hello and welcome back to the first phantom radio sports show of 2024 applause applause everyone it's like steve right in the afternoon all bit of applause thank you for that we're back, it's a new year, and we haven't changed at all, we've still got the same old features that we were bringing you at the end of last year, and as Kieran promised in the intro, Pascal Chimbondo update, and it's a, I want to say the word interesting, <laughs> um, I think there are various adjectives mm. to describe this update, but we're not going to give it to you just yet, you'll have to carry on listening for that. That, ladies and gentlemen, is called a teaser. Now... <laughs> Over the Christmas period, sport still happened, uh, despite our absence from commenting on it live on air. Uh, some good sport as well, and some uh, sport that maybe you wouldn't usually watch. Are you a fan, Kieran, of darts? Uh, well, I don't usually watch it, but it's a good game to play down the pub, isn't it? it you know, Wonderful. it's a fun game. That is, that is the insight I was looking no. for. So The expert insight you get on this radio show. Well, indeed. So, darts fever swept yeah. the nation once again, it as it did. as it seems to do every January, and then people forget about it, including me. To be fair, although I do really enjoy watching it, I probably should watch it a bit more. Yeah. But the uh, darts championships over over the Christmas period, the New Year period, really uh, caught the mood of the nation. And you watched, didn't you? Yeah, I watched the I watched the final between Littler uh, and Humphreys, and. What a superb final. The darts on show was just extraordinary. And um, it's the best darts match I've ever watched. Not that I've watched many, but it, yeah, definitely the best I've watched. And it did catch a nation because people who would never watch darts were watching darts for the very first time. And yeah, I think it was um, Sky's highest viewing figures of, of any darts match ever. So it it's just incredible and I think it deserved a winner in the end for Luke Humphrey shout out to him local boy in Newbury near where I live so good what for him were, uh, what were you doing at the age of 16 just to really um, cement this were you uh, on a stage in front of thousands of people with millions watching at home I was not no no, no, no. me neither the composure of these people on this stage the thing is as someone who has thrown darts before and 
to little success, I've got to say. I can name roughly in the right area, but the radius in which it's going to mm. land is quite wide compared to the specific Including point that I'm aiming at. And I think that is difficult enough in itself, yes. There are some holes in the wall, which, you know, that, that happens. You've got to commit to these things. Yeah. Uh, but look, I find it hard enough in the kitchen yeah. throwing the darts in a house with no one watching. <laughs> so imagining doing that in front of thousands of people and also only being 16 is quite a ludicrous feat, to be fair. But off the back of uh, this incredible run that he went on Luke Little unfortunately obviously for the story he didn't win but in my opinion the right person won in the yes. end over right. the tournament he'd, you know, his averages were humongous you know hitting the 110s in some matches and some legs even 115 averages at one stage so you know he's obviously going to be the better player and he won in that scenario but uh the one comes with a reward for both the players, Kieran. Um, and it, this brings us to our text in topic. It does indeed. Yeah, so uh, the, the Forgetting 2D final won £200,000. We want to ask, what would you spend £200,000 on as a 16-year-old? Uh, Luke told uh, a radio station that, you know, is obviously not as good as ours, that he would spend <laughs> his winnings on FIFA points. Is that what you would do, Alfie? Well, first of all, the the pedant in me uh, wants to say, are they called FIFA points anymore? Because the game is not called FIFA anymore. Do text in if you know. Again, you can get in touch with the show on Twitter or X at Sport on Phantom or on Instagram uh, via the account at Phantom Sports Show. Uh, We'll also, as part of uh, their winnings, some of the rewards... Uh, that the two received it came from brands and we're going to be asking the question which would you prefer because Luke Little revealed during the tournament that he was uh, a fan of a kebab or two and he celebrates wins with a kebab and the other one I can't quite fathom why Luke Humphreys maybe he said something about liking sausage rolls but either way answer to that no, no. Uh, Luke Humphreys uh, was offered is it Unlimited Greg's for life. Yeah. Is this what this is? A Greg's gold card. Yeah, they said they're going to send Greg's gold card, which would bag him at unlimited sausage rolls for life. Unlimited sausage rolls. So mm. no steak bakes for free. It just did, sausage didn't say rolls. that. Just said sausage rolls. Yeah. Well, that's still good though. So he's got yeah. a. Well, has he got one, or has he just been offered one? I think he's being offered one. Okay, so, so a Greg's got one gold yet. card. I think it's mm. called, where you can just wander in to any Greg's and claim. All the food in there for free, pretty much. And then Luke Little has been offered by Iceland, I believe it is. Yeah, best CEO. What is it? Free Uh, kebab meat. Donna kebab meat, yeah. So we're asking, would you rather Greg's or Donna kebab meat? I think we know the answer to this one, really. Yep. I mean, I think, not to be someone to... um, tell our listeners what to think but if you believe that you'd rather have frozen kebab meat which let's be honest in the From first Iceland place kebab well. meat is isn't something that you're going wow this is the best food ever in the, you know from the off freeze that stuff and then no no thanks well if you have the greg's gold card if you're out and about and you need you know a little sausage roll a little boost you can just pop in 
get for free in my opinion if you are choosing the option of uh, the kebab meat here you're a bit of a psycho but we'll see how many of our listeners fit that description when we put a poll out uh, on our instagram story at phantom sports show please go and check that out when i put it up after the next song which Mm. we'll head into now and then we'll get into our first quiz of the year it's a quiz you're doing a quiz about the number 24 because it's the year 2024 yes and i'm doing a quiz about young sports people after luke little's incredible run in the darts championship uh, you can see how you do on that quiz and also let us know via the socials mentioned previously it'll all be coming up after this pretend <laughs> Then we can stop the interview because I only want to talk to people who have a little bit of understanding of football. Welcome back to the Phantom Radio Sports Show. Uh, remember, we want you to tell us, would you prefer a Greg's Gold Card, Unlimited Sausage Rolls, or uh, Donna Kebab Frozen Meat from Iceland? Uh, now, just to say that the Donna Kebab Meat was offered because Iceland have seen a 25% increase in sales of frozen Donner Kebab meat since Luke Litter's um, rise. CEO Richard Walker said, I'm going to invite him to one of our free shops in Warrington and he can have free kebab meat for life. Uh, I don't know why Luke Litter has to go to one of their free shops in Warrington. I know he's from Warrington. I think he, yeah, I was going to say, because he's new. But why does he have to go to the shop to, you know, they could deliver? They could, because... Yeah. It's all about photo opportunities. You must know this. <laughs> this poll is going to be going on to our Instagram story as soon as possible. So please do let us know. Mm. Kebab meat. And just to spoil it. For, Greg sausage roll. For the, the HMRC have said that it's not going to be £200,000 is winning because income tax exists. Yeah. Uh, so, some sorry, people Luke. are very angry about that fact. But, you know. If, it is what it is. If you're learning about income tax now, I'm, I'm sorry to say yeah. it's, it's a very real thing so. and everyone has to contribute. So get over it. So yourselves. his winnings will near the Also, path. I'm not being funny, but he's still winning 100 odd grand at the age of 16. I mean, yeah, it's not a bad day's work, is it? Well, what was it? Bad sort of week's work? A few weeks' yeah, work? Yeah, few weeks' work, yeah. So, you know, life changed still despite the tax. Now, we did promise you yep. before the break that we would um, do the quiz. Do the quiz. Uh, I'm just still posting this poll. So, if you want to explain what your quiz yep. so is. So, my quiz on. is anything to do with the number 24. Because, of course, this year is 2024, which you all should know by now. Um, so, it's either the answer is going to be, you know, 24. Or obviously, it'd be related to 24 years ago, or yeah, anything to do with number 24. Well, I'm looking year. forward to embarrassing myself in um, in another quiz. And we've got a variety of sports, not just what? football. I know we're expanding people. This Even year. on the show today, we're talking about more than just just football. football. Yeah. It's incredible. We we're moving on up in the world, people. Right, quiz time, ladies and gentlemen. I shall discover the tension music. And we shall begin in earnest. Are you ready for this, Kieran? Yep. Yeah. 
between the old music and the new one come on <laughs> there you go tension music has I'm ready to be quizzed if you're ready to be quiz master I'm ready let's on we go on to question number one then how long does the car race the Le Mans last how long is it 24 days 24 7 it's not days uh, hours Correct. of course okay, yeah right. Sorry, I wasn't it's even the 24 thinking. Hours I got so excited about the idea that uh, that question was had an obvious answer that I didn't even actually think about what that obvious answer was. I was uh, wondering so... whether to put the full title in it, so I put 24 Hours of the Mons mm-hmm. in the question, and then you might think, well, it can't be. It's a bad start to the new year for me there. Question one. We'll go uh, question uh, number two. We'll, we'll quickly go for go it. Which famous basketball player? wore the number 24 on his shirt. He played between 1997 to 2016 for the Los Angeles Lakers, winning five NBA championships. Was this Kobe Bryant? Correct. Get it. You know your basketball. I do, of course. Well, I don't actually at all, really. I just sort of vaguely know the most famous people. Yeah, he's one of the yeah. most famous, so... They're all very tall, aren't they? Just, yeah, I couldn't be just a Just an observation player. there. Yeah. Just thought I'd bring my top-class observational skills to this More show. More expert analysis. Indeed. Question number three. Which male tennis player holds the record for a record 24 major singles titles? Ask that again. I'll go ahead. We asked the question. <laughs> Which male tennis player... Yeah. Holds the record holds uh, for a record. I don't know why I put record in there twice now. Twenty-four major singles titles. Is it Roger Federer? Oh, did you say male? I did say male. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Roger, Roger Federer is my no. guess. No, okay. no. There's obviously a few guesses, isn't there, uh, for this one? Well, Djokovic. Yeah, it's Djokovic. Okay, cool. He holds d- the record. I think so. I didn't want to say. <laughs> I didn't want to say Djokovic there because I'm not a fan. <laughs> I don't know why. I think he's just a bit cocky. I mean, he's very good, so he probably has the right to be. But I and maybe the vaccination scandal I, before the Australian yeah, Open it didn't a few help, years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but I always like to see uh, the underdog win, and it's very frustrating watching him uh, win against people all the time when yeah. you're rooting for the other person. He's just too good. But I think. Um, but a relatable feeling watching someone lose when uh, you're supporting them as a Stoke fan. <laughs> but I think Carlos Alcaraz is uh, probably going to take up the mantle now. Yeah, indeed. Well, he looks very good. He? He so looks very let's good. hope so. Uh, number four. Uh, 24 years ago, in the year 2000, the 27th edition of the Olympic Games opened in which city? The 27th edition. So this has what to do with the number 24? Well, no, because I said 24 years ago in the year 2000. Ah, oh, oh, very good. Very so good. It, so basically, which city hosted the Summer Olympics in 2000? Essentially the question, oh. but it's just 24 years ago. Why don't I know? Is it Athens? Nope, that was 2004. Oh, God. And 1896. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, can't, I, wasn't, I don't quite remember that one. Uh, to be honest, I don't remember the 2001 because I wasn't alive, but that that is not an excuse. Um, I don't know, you know. I'm thinking... It's in the Southern Hemisphere. 
It seemed correct. Oh. Oh, you got it then. Okay. In how Australia, co- just how, to how well are, Yes. Not Sydney. Is there another Sydney somewhere? There must be. Well, like America Birmingham, seems to yeah. nick every There'll be, there'll be something. Uh, go ahead. Next question. How yeah. many have we done? That That's four. We've got oh, five. So one just got more. one more to go. One more which question is football. to go. Okay, let me just play in some tension. So, also in the year 2000, 24 years ago, who won the Ballon d'Or and therefore named the best footballer in the world. He beat Zinedine Zidane and Andrei Shevchenko to the award. Hmm. Uh, who won the Ballon d'Or in 2000? I'm trying to, is this an oddball choice for Ballon d'Or win? I feel it might be, is it? Uh, Michael Owen was two years later, wasn't he? I don't think he was 2000. Was he? I don't know if Tom had. I want to say he was 2002. That mm. tells me that it's not. It's him. not. It's not Michael. Um. Oh, come on. I think I feel I've expensed all my Ballon d'Or knowledge on this show when I just constantly remind people that Sir Stanley Matthews won the first ever <laughs> one, and of course he played for Stoke, but you know, not quite as. Uh, well, so did Michael Owen actually. So, yeah, but Saint Stanley Matthews. We love the Ballon d'Or for that reason. Also, I saw Luke Humphries. This is me fully um, filibustering my time right here. But uh, I mentioned another yeah. quiz a few weeks ago was the Ballon Dart, which I saw Luke Humphries yeah. lifting, uh, which was a ludicrously big gold trophy mm-hmm. made of three darts all pointing upwards, uh, which looked terrible. Uh, 2000, uh, yeah, Fabio Cannavaro. No, way too... No, wrong side. Uh, I don't know. I can't even... It is Luis Figo. Figo. Okay. He is a player who was very good, but I completely forget mm. about. Yeah. He sort of passes me by. That yeah. sort of... The mid-noughties and early 2000s, they just sort of get lost on me, I think, in that sense, unfortunately. So, ending the quiz on a bad note there. <laughs> Well, you got one at the first attempt, and you got another three with a guess or two. So not great, not a, not the best return to action from me. But there. you're still rusty, um, still yeah, rusty. I tell you now, everything about this show thus far has been, for various reasons, slightly rusty. Um, but look, we're coping with a dodgy system that won't promise to play me music. So, you know, that's my excuses out of the way this week. Please do let us know how you've got on at home, of course, because that's what matters here. Uh, how knowledgeable are you in this new Have year? Have you beat Probably Alfie? more than me, yes. I would say mostly... Yeah, mostly people have beaten me this week. So please do get in touch uh, at Sport on Phantom uh, on Twitter and at Phantom Sports Show on Instagram. And check the Instagram story and tell us uh, your answer to uh, whether you would prefer... I mean, we all know what the correct answer is here. So uh, what I'm actually asking you to do is either out yourself as a wrongum by telling us that you're a fan of the kebab meat or tell us that you're a normal sane person who wants free Greg's sausage rolls for life. And we will call you out live on the show. Mm. Free Greg's sausage rolls for life. That sounds to me like a nice plan. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Like a design yeah. for the rest of your life. Here's a design for life. life oh, that's
if you're 2-1 up with 10 minutes to go, you don't sub off one of your best defenders. Yeah. A Design for Life there by the Manic Street Preachers to uh, really get us in the mood for a bit of quizzing. Now, Callum Briss has gone in touch to tell us that he got two out of five and, uh, in his own words, a poor effort from him. Uh, which, you know, look, I got three tenuously and possibly one if you gave it serious review. So we're all entering the year on a bit of a slow burner here. There will be more quizzing to call in just a moment. Uh, but people have been voting on uh, the poll that I put. I realise I've just put it on my account, not the main one. So you're going to have to have a look and seek out at Alfie Dickin and the Phantom account will share that in a moment. Uh, but people have been responding to the poll that I've put out. Um, one person has put that they would prefer a lifetime supply of kebab meat. Uh, you know who you are. Only knew you know who you are. I'm not going to out you on this radio station because I have sympathy for people in in a position uh, of clearly a bit of stress in your life where you're just making the wrong decision. Hey, if you don't like Greg's, that's that's on you and that's fine. But I, I don't know whether we get on. Um, even they even have vegan sausage rolls, so there's no excuse not to want to choose Greg's as the option there. And, and then again, the excuse couldn't possibly be that you're a vegan if you're plumping for kebab meat. But you know, whatever. Not even kebab meat, frozen kebab meat. But I'm not annoyed at you. I'm not. I'm just saying. Do better, please. Anyway, after that minor rant. little rant, please do keep telling us um, whether you'd prefer Greg sausage rolls uh, for life. Free lifetime supply of Greg sausage rolls. Once again, free lifetime supply of Greg's sausage rolls. That's one option. The other option is some tacky kebab meat that's frozen. Do tell us which one you'd prefer. Now, what time is it? It's quiz time. Right, we're back quizzing. Breaking the rules. I know. Uh, it's a Christmas song, but it worked when we did it last time. So that's now our quiz theme tune. Unfortunately, it's not Christmas anymore. Sorry to, you know, spoil your life. Do, 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 quiz time. Okay, so Kieran, you quiz me. I got three out of five. Yours was about the number 24, as we have now entered the year 2024. I'm going to be quizzing you on young talents in sport. I feel like this is harder. After we had a conversation, uh, of course, about Luke Littler's incredible rise to the final, the PDC Darts World Championships, I'm going to be testing your knowledge on young people in sport. Obviously something I rise every single day. Now to think, um, the inspiration for this story, uh, this story, this round rather, was Luke Littler. So first of all, rudimentary question, you told me you watched the final so you must have this in the bag everyone at home playing along as well if you've watched the final you've got this one 16 year old Luke Little made it to the final and narrowly missed out on becoming the youngest PDC world dart champion what is his darting nickname Luke the Nuke Littler that was a bizarre mixture of sleigh ride and tadar there, but I, trust me, there was a bit of a thank you going on there. Congratulations. It is indeed Luke 
Literally. You didn't know. Graduations. You did well. Yeah, I don't think I've got the pipes on me that that bloke has, but mm. imagine that being your job, just oh. shouting people's names quite What loudly. a job. Well, the bloke who just shouts 180, there's two of them. I think Ross Bray, who's the one who's done it for years with the really gravelly voice. He retired, uh, he, he? Yeah, he did his last uh, ever one. Is that the next question? It is not, oh. because the thing is on young talents, <laughs> and of course, him retiring well, might well, give you a clue. What's young in life? Yeah, what is young for... You know how on Football Manager, when a player becomes 30, you just immediately release them and say they are of no value anymore? I hope I'm still What young. is the age range for that, for a darts referee caller person? <laughs> we'll never know. Maybe it's older because you need that gravelly voice. Anyway, I'm really delaying this quiz here because you've started off well and I'm quite disappointed <laughs> because I started off not quite so well. But hey hey. Famous for his incredible acting and impeccable film critique, Michael Owen became a household name in 1998 after scoring a famous goal against which team? What, like his first ever goal? Uh, it's This question is, although not definitive in answer, it definitely is. 1998 burst onto the scene. As, uh, That's Michael Richards. Hey, we'll, mm. we'll get to that. Get <laughs> Don't get too excited. Michael Owen, 1998, scored a famous goal against which team? I could say, in the World Cup. Yeah, that's the only thought I had, so the only thought I have is Argentina. Congratulations, the answer is... I didn't know anything else ever, and that was a bit stumped in my head. Like, Well, guess what? what? That was the answer, so it was good that that was the only thing you thought to say. (laughs) Now, young talents is, of course, the topic we're talking about here. Two years ago, a young talent emerged in tennis. In 2021, Emma Raducanu became the first ever qualifier to win which slam at the age of 18? The US Open. That is indeed. I remember watching it. It was on Channel 4. I I also remember watching it. It It was rather good, uh, and she won a bit of moolah for that. So, once again, the other text topic we're saying is... um, what would you do with 200 grand? She also won a similar amount of money, I believe. I don't know what Probably. the tax situation on her money was. Well. Yeah. yeah, that's true. So, you know, you're made for life at 18 or 16. It's not, not bad, is it? Question four. Here he is. He burst onto the scene. This is the man. Mika Richards burst onto the scene. I'm doing air quotes as I say that. At Manchester City, he made his debut as an 85th minute substitute in a 1 0 loss to Arsenal in 2005. Oh, didn't know that. But how old is Mika Richards now? Mika Richards, rather. Apparently, he doesn't like Mika. His nickname is Big Meeks, but his name is Mika. Doesn't it? Should be Big Mike, shouldn't it? But. Whatever, that's fine. Uh, How old is Michael Richards early. now? I think he's like 34. One year out for the first time in 2024. Ken Bruce joins us in the studio to tell us that you are one year out on that one. Michael Richards is a 35-year-old. Oh. There you go, born in Well, he looks good for his age, doesn't he? He, d- he does look good for his age. He's a uh, big mix. He's looking, looking strong. There we go, that's uh, question four there. You're doing well here. I think we're on 100% right. so yeah. far, aren't we? We are, we're on 100%. God, this is disappointing for me, having put in a pitiful performance. I'm... Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm stopping. 
Question five, final question. At 17 years old, Ronnie O'Sullivan became the youngest ever winner of a ranking event when he won the 1993 UK Snooker Championship. Which legend of the sport did Ronnie the Rocket defeat? The only name that springs to mind from that sort of uh, era, because Davis was more 80s. I'm going to go Stephen Hendry. He's done it. It was Stephen Hendry. Uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan beating 10 frames to 6 and the record being the youngest ever player to win a ranking event still stands to this day two years later at the age of 19 he also won the Masters for which he still holds the record for the youngest winner of that competition as well that sees you into 2024 Kieran with a 100% record I didn't get Michael Richards right Uh, didn't you? I was one year out Oh, you won you out. Sorry, you don't. You've done but better. It's very close. Okay, then. then. In the states of Alfie versus Kieran in 2024, you begin much like Sam Allardyce. Much like Sam Allardyce, uh, with a hundred percent record. There, one win from one match so far this year. Congratulations, Kieran. I will now announce my retirement from the from quiz. the sport. Uh, and it's been a pleasure. We We'll also now announce that uh, Pascal Chimbonda is coming up very soon. Very wow. soon, everyone. Uh, sit sit tight. It's a big one, this. I mean, you could just Google it, but that's not the <laughs> point. already read it. We want to talk about Pascal Chimbonda. We'll bring the Pascal Chimbonda news after this. If the news isn't that good, you might want to do this too. Bit of share. Turn back time. Maybe you want to hear the news again. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, if I could find a way, if I could find a not to speak. If I speak, I am in, in big trouble. In big trouble. And I don't want to be in Now it is time for the Pascal Chimbonda update. But thank you to all of those who have um, uh, voted on our poll. It is currently 86% to the Greg's Sausage Roll. So well done, the majority Sanity of you. Sanity is prevailing here. Yep. To the 14% of you who've gone for the frozen Frozen yep. kebabs. That's key to emphasize. Frozen kebabs. What's yep. up with you? No, Correct. Sorry, what I is mean, up with you? Keep going, everyone. We we <laughs> all support you in whatever your decisions are. But if that is your decision, in my eyes, it's a wrong one. Anyway, let's let's leave that off because otherwise, I'll just feel too sad. Now we're going to do something that brings us all happiness here on this show. Our regular, our regular update on Mr. Pascal Chimbonda. You've got the news, Kieran fire away well he uh, well last time we did the Pascal Chimbonda we he brought got, you news last yeah, time of a five game ban that's it yeah where are we so with that what do you do as a manager if you've got a five game stadium ban what would you do what 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 do you do how do you what? influence your players when they're playing just uh, you don't 
Yeah, but that's what most you managers sit think. Back, you manage in the week. Even Mark White does that. You do all you that. can. Yeah. You think, oh, I've been banned. It's annoying, but I just have to work harder yeah. in the week with these players, and I can trust that if I leave them to it at the weekend, Pascal, we can get a win. He has other ideas. Hold pa- on, let's oh, let's yeah. add a bit of tension. What ideas did Pascal have? <laughs> he thought if he had a touchline or stadium band for a manager, he should register himself as a player so he could just play in the game. He's back! He's, He's back, back, ladies and gentlemen. We He's thought he be officially retired. back. This is the news we're bringing. Pascal Chimbonda is no longer a retired footballer, apparently. Did, did it work? Well, he hasn't played yet, but he has registered himself. He has officially registered himself and he could play against Berry. On Saturday, the 27th of January. That, that's how a statement read on the club website. This man brings brings the spice, the source that we need, the mm. news that we need. Incredible, incredible stuff. Pascal Chimbonda going out his way there to get back into the game of football, back playing. Yes. Someone else wants to get back playing, don't they? Um, they have been playing, but not, not in England recently. Uh, mm. Someone who we have spoken about, and spoken is the term I'm going to go for instead of uh, fumed at, which could be the other option. Uh, they want to return to uh, the mm. Premier League. Good luck Jordan with that. Henderson, uh, having gone to Al Etifak to be managed by Mr. Stephen Gerrard. Oh, it's not gone well for him, has it? No, it's not. He wants to come back to uh, Europe uh, after six months. So that was a great plan, wasn't it? So uh, apparently he wanted to change the face of the sport there. He, grow the that. game. Yeah. Grow the game. It's really grown. So much so that it can't fit <laughs> him in it anymore, apparently. So he's wanting back. Who's going to take him? Well, uh, well, Jürgen Klopp was asked, because of course he's played for Liverpool. Jürgen Klopp says that there's been no contact uh, between... Jordan and the club. He gave quite a sassy reply. Which yeah. is something like, why has he said that or something? Yeah. Did he say has that in a press conference? he told you that yeah. he's coming back? Uh, no, I don't think he is. So it doesn't sound no. like he's all that welcome there. No. I think the only place Jordan Henderson seems welcome is in the England setup. So if only he could just retire from club football, do a Gareth Bale, retire from club football and just play for England because mm. obviously much like Gareth Bale he is the one player we rely on he's the one to, player that's uh, going to win us the Euros through. mate exactly. in that si- midfield not long it's, now it's you know we've got to have yeah. him in there It's he's got to be vital. playing football the daily record reported that uh, he might be linking up with Brendan Rodgers at Celtic but uh, no thanks no, not not no, feeling that one as an Arsenal one. and Celtic So fan. if that could just be rubbish, You would not take him at Celtic or Arsenal, no. I imagine. How would he get in the Celtic team? Uh, I don't know who plays defensive midfield for He's Celtic. He's not going to get in least. ahead of Callum McGregor, Hattate and O'Reilly. He in, is he injured? No, O'Reilly's there. Hattate's the one that's been injured most season. Ah, well, there but you go. He's maybe. not going to get in ahead of those three. Well, maybe he should go to... Maybe she's just turn around and not bother. <laughs> I, I'd say that flight is yeah. is a I waste. I don't even think Hunk for Town will have him. No. Would, would Leak Town no. have him? Uh, I saw, saw Leak Town the yeah. other day. They were going strong. Mark Grocott in the midfield is still uh, still beasting it yeah. at that level. I don't think we need him. No. He can have him. He's running out of options, isn't he? I know. It's not good, is it? We're listing the... You can get in touch with the show. Tell us where you think Do you think Jordan Pascal Henderson would have him? Could, could go. Um... Well, 
Possibly. No, but he's playing now, isn't he? He's coming back. He oh, could step into difficult. the field if he wants it's to. Difficult at to that know. level. It's difficult yeah. to know what he's taking. Mm. Hey, it would. And they've blown the budget on Pascal. If he already. did do that, it would be um, one of the more minor events that have happened <laughs> since he's taken over at Skelmersdale. As you all know, we quite enjoy a good Pascal Chimbondo update. And guess what? That was your Pascal Chimbondo update. Now, after the hour, we got a new feature. Which uh, involves me reading out a load of stats. I, we haven't workshopped a name for it. I'm thinking like Stats Corner or something really bland. But look, you'll see what we mean when we get into it. It's good. Um, it's good though. So yeah, we're talking, we're linking. I'm going to tell you how darts and football are linking together. Oh, didn't think they did. Well, interesting. they're both on Sky Sports, but <laughs> it, it gets a bit, it's slightly more in-depth than that, I'm sure. You'll see what I mean when we come back after a bit of music. And this is uh, The Kinks, Waterloo Sunset. to not to speak if I speak I am in in big trouble in big trouble and I don't want to be welcome back to the phantom radio sports show it's just uh, gone four o'clock and now we have a new feature for you to kick off the first show of the new year and Alfie talk us for it new year new ideas here on the uh, phantom radio sports show but now after I tell you that uh, that uh, kebab meat uh, percentage on your uh, on our poll that has we're gone running down, has gone down, yes, more sanity prevailing, people. Statistics, statistics. Thirteen percent of you enjoy frozen kebabs more than unlimited sausage rolls. Eighteen, eight, sorry, eighty-seven percent of you, of course, uh, opting for the Greg's sausage rolls for life. That's 87% of you seeing sanity. Now, talking of numbers and talking of darts, we've got a new feature on the show. We'll see how this goes. I'm always uh, interested to spice up the show a bit more, yeah. bring you a bit of a bit of stat- statistical knowledge on the show. Uh, we've been talking about darts today, um, but the, all the stats are about football. But I want to tell you how uh, darts and football link together. Through the magic of numbers. Wow, that's that sounded quite pithy and, and lovely, didn't it, everyone? Let's all have a bit of a The magic of numbers linking the two sports together. I'd say they're the two sports I enjoy the most. Hmm. Would you concur? What what are you uh, what are your two favourites? Or are you just a football man? Predominantly just a football man yeah the only other sport I really go out and watch probably horse racing well if you're a fan of football but you did watch the darts final I you did, must be I able did. to answer me this okay. what's the most famous number in darts 180 180 that's correct only five players in the Premier League have scored more than 180 Premier League goals now should I leave it for you to give us a uh, a few guesses at that so you can give us one 
the most famous well, one. Alan Shearer's got 260. Alan Shearer has got 260. Then we have Harry Kane and Wayne Rooney. 213, 208, respectively. And You've got two that. more. One of them had a song. Outstanding. Andrew Cole. Oh. 187. And number five. Play for Man City. Sergio Aguero. Indeed, Sergio Aguero, 184. Ah, very impressive. Uh, the only five players who've scored more than 180 goals in the Premier League. Bullseye is possibly the most famous position on the dartboard, especially for people who don't actually know anything about darts, uh, and maybe were a fan of the game show hosted by Jim Bowie. Which, fair enough, it's still a very large challenge if you want to go and seek it out. Bullseye is worth 50 points in darts, the first Ballon d'Or winner, Sir Stanley Matthews, retired at the age of 50. There you go, numbers Haven't coming that together. That's me putting an excuse to once again mention that Stoke City had a Ballon d'Or winner within their ranks. Luke Littler favoured hitting treble 18 quite a lot during his championship run. The number 18, quite important in the championship this season, a few 18-year-olds playing. Uh, none more than the busiest 18-year-old in the championship, Job Bellingham has made 24 appearances thus far. 24, of course, a number that you are very familiar with, as that's what the quiz was based on. Welcome to 2024. Travel 18, though, is worth 54, of course, if you can do basic maths. That's the same as the number of caps that Sir Stanley Matthews received for England. And he also, to just link that 54 in a bit more, he also played in the 1954 World Cup. Now, it's, a, it's common knowledge among darts players, uh, and especially the pros, that apparently one of the easiest checkouts for those pro players is double 16. The number 16 quite important in the championship this season, having a look at the table. Blackburn Sammy Schmodix must be a fan of the number, as he currently leads the championship scoring charts with 16 strikes. Ooh, Not bad. Also, good. really nice name to say, Sammy Schmodix. You don't hear it every day? No, you don't. Rolls off the tongue quite nicely. It would have been hilarious if I'd said it incorrectly then, and then it wouldn't have, but you get me point. Sheffield Wednesday won't be so big on the number, though. Sitting in the relegation zone, they have lost 16 of their 26 games so far this season. That's the most of any team in the Championship. So they've lost the most games in the Championship, but they're not rock bottom. Yeah, of course, third from bottom at the moment. And with an XG of 25.8, it actually suggests, if you enter that score thought, that they should actually be five spots off the bottom of the table. But that's not the way the world works. And uh, some people will be happy that the XG table doesn't always work in that way. Or Ipswich fans, hello Callum Brissett, I know you're listening. You'll be certainly happy that XG doesn't work that way because with an XG of 40.4, that places you sixth in the table. Currently, of course, high flying up there in second and going strong and not looking like they're going to fall any further anytime soon. It's a magical season for them, certainly. Uh, but it was something of an unlikely scenario at the start of the season. And uh, Luke Little is someone who you don't need to tell. Uh, about unlikelihoods because at the beginning of the darts championship he entered with odds as big as 150 to 1 on him reaching the darts final big odds there now what are the odds uh, that you've learned something from that section i don't know but it's a new feature we'll be bringing it back next week and kieran you'll be the one under pressure 
to bring us some interesting stats. Thank you very much. Now, this is uh, Nina Simone to let you marinate in all that information. My baby don't care for shows My baby don't care for clothes My baby just cares for me If you're 2-1 up with 10 minutes to go, you don't sub off one of your best defenders. That was a great uh, feature, Alfie, and we will have more for you next week on the show. I may or may not have put the pressure on Keelan there to go and do the same, but he is (laughs) delivering with the statistics and facts, so you've had a few there, but we thought we'd just just, uh, put a cherry on top of that stat pack with something that you've discovered. Yes, so Leeds United were drawn at home for the first time in 14 cup ties yesterday in the FA Cup. Do you know what the probability of being drawn away from home 14 times in a row in the FA Cup is, Alfie? Well, first of all, before we say the answer to that, I mean, feel free to send in your guesses, uh, is what I'd say. And also, being drawn away from home in the FA Cup, bad thing, good thing. It's always interesting Depends. To Mm. Uh, how you think about these things because as a smaller club obviously you want the gate receipt so it's always nice to be at home but at Leeds United level going away and a big fixture maybe might be a positive but then again I don't know who they've been drawn against in all day so maybe it's a bit rubbish who knows yeah who, who knows the, the, so the, yeah. odds wise um, I, I'm no good with odds in terms of how wide that is but that feels like something quite unlikely uh, yeah. why anyone would have put money on that happening I don't know or in what scenario someone looks into a crystal ball and wanders into a bookies and says I reckon for the next 14 years <laughs> Leeds United or the next 14 draws or whatever it is, probably about 5 years isn't it Leeds United are not going to be drawn at home in the FA Cup uh, someone would think that you were off your rocker or that you knew something mm. in which case a bit dodgy um, but yeah it's an odd bet to want to make but if you were to make it you'd be minted I imagine you would be don't me say the answer go ahead it is 1 in 16,384 that, that's quite a high number very high now, number. I don't know much about odds but I do know what's big and what isn't and that's quite big quite a big one so they have now been drawn at home yeah to Plymouth in the next round Plymouth we love Plymouth at the minute I've got to say we haven't haven't spoken about Stoke yet but um, having poached Stephen Schumacher um, I can successfully say and it's the best name to have to be able to say Schumacher is at the wheel and it doesn't look like he's going to be losing control anytime soon. He seems like a sensible manager who says things that How are actually quite realistic. How many times have heard this at Stoke? Yeah, but, you know, yeah, Alex Neal was supposedly a sensible manager, but unfortunately just too defensive. Whereas this guy's come in, been very honest. In his, I think his second game, he took off um, Ryan Mai, the striker, and brought on Wesley uh, in a game where Ryan was 
playing one of his best um, best games, putting in a good performance, looking quite dangerous, but we needed to turn the game around. They took him off and brought Wesley on. After the match, in the post-match interview, he braced himself, admitted that he made a mistake. What? When does that happen? I'm absolutely flabbergasted by that. Fair play to him, Yeah, Stephen mm. Schumacher said, look, I'm still learning about this squad, I feel... I probably made a mistake there because I think Ryan could have actually gone on to score and obviously I frustrated him a bit and it didn't quite work out the way I thought it would but I've figured it out now, I've made a mistake there. I thought that does not happen in football so I'm all up for this refreshing approach. Um, so yeah, it's going well. Schumacher's at the wheel, as they say. Now we're talking about the FA Cup. Uh, if you are listening to this, you are... M- are probably aware that this originates of course from a studio at the University of Derby and so a big FA Cup fixture coming to Derby this weekend Women's FA Cup Yes, uh, Derby County Women will be at home to uh, Women's Super League side, WSL that's the top tier of women's football Leicester City, it's like a little bit of an East Midlands Derby and Derby going for the giant killing. Mm. It should be a good game. I'm hoping they go for the giant killing because it is one of those scenarios where it was the first round that, um, obviously it's the fourth round, but the first round that WSL teams, top tier teams were involved in the draw and as a team that had gone on a good run in the cup, you're wanting to extend it that little bit more and thinking, oh, we, I hope mm. we get a draw that can see us on one more round and then we get the big, you know, the big teams uh, but no straight first first opportunity to get a WSL yeah, club I and think it's a good draw right up against mm-hmm. them it's a draw that you know you've got a relish as players Derby County of course third tier level um, WSL level Leicester City coming to town it's always interesting to try and gauge what the levels are like in women's football and I think Look, Derby, you've got to put on a pretty impressive showing to uh, to come out of the other side of it. Uh, but I think they can make themselves proud. And also, look, if you want to go and watch a, a one of the you know one of the twelve best teams in the country play football, then head down to Mickleover this Sunday because uh, that will be happening. And hopefully, there can be a cup set involved too. And you can meet the presenters of the show. You can meet the presenters of the show. I, I think we may or may not be stressed and too busy doing other things. I may be behind the camera recording the match, so you know. But but come and say hello. Why not? It, it'll be a really good game. But you do have to buy your tickets online. Yes, that's really um, important. Before the game, you can't just rock yeah. up and pay on the gate. Unless you are, so we can rock up. Uh, well, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. special yeah. circumstances <laughs> there, really, aren't there? <laughs> um, but yeah, you can buy your tickets online at ticketsource.co.uk forward slash derby dash county dash women. And follow them on social media. It's... um. It'll be hopefully be a very good game, and I think uh, yeah, WSL team rocking into town. Mm. Uh, manager and players all admitted that it's quite a going to be a tough one. Let's say uh, they're all very realistic about how difficult a side they're coming up against. But if you can put on a performance and uh, want to be proud of at the end of it, that's all you can ask. And hopefully, big crowd there to go and see it as well. Uh, so put that one in your diaries, everyone. Uh, do we have? Uh, our other regular feature available today or did we find it boring because we commit Mm -hmm. to the pascal chimbondo update every week and we also normally commit to on this day did we find anything interesting that happened on this day we found out it was 
Ian Dowie's birthday today. Wonderful. There that we go. That's the one. The extent I remember of our one. excitement. Uh, of course, Ian Dowie, the man who, when presenting with Sky Sports News on Saturday, said the words 3-0 and put four fingers up. And that is a clip that is used in those uh, Talking Heads TV shows that are most hilarious moments in sport all the time. So, a great legacy. <laughs> He's le- leaving here, Ian Dowie. Uh, but speaking of um, great uh, legacies at places, uh, Wayne Rooney was, of course, sacked uh, was this after we'd gone off air? Yeah, yeah it was only yeah. last week. Yeah. So we, of course, ridiculed Wayne Rooney as much as anyone for his uh, time at Birmingham City. A horrendous run that saw Birmingham drop from fifth in the table when Rooney took over all the way down to the uh, the drops of the championship. Uh, Tony Mowbray has taken over. A good appointment? I think he did a good job at Sunderland. He got him to the playoffs last season and I think think he was harshly sacked and I don't think they're going anywhere under Michael Beale Um, to be frank that's a Celtic fan (laughs) talking yeah but he's also a rubbish manager manager. did you watch the Sunderland Newcastle game on Saturday yeah did you ever think Sunderland no but do you think if Tony Mowbray was managing it would have made a blind bit of difference he would have been a bit more pragmatic the billionaire oil state club versus the championship club I think I think maybe that gap was already there but yeah if Stoke had hired Michael Beale I wouldn't be feeling elated about the appointment so yeah I I gather I see where you're coming from certainly but yes, Tony Mowbray takes over from Wayne Rooney at Birmingham, which is one that they can definitely be excited about because Tony yes. Mowbray is good manager. famously quite good with young players and Birmingham have got quite Lots, a few of those, yeah. yeah, including ones that have been looked at by European giants. I saw a rumour that apparently one of their players has been looked at by Dortmund, so, mm. you know, it's not... To, yeah, and they love uh, Once again, Birmingham talent. and Dortmund yeah. have a... Uh, hardy relationship with each other clearly uh, after Jude Bellingham uh, went there and then became the best player in the world I'm saying Ballon d'Or for him surely I don't see at how some not. stage in his career yeah definitely uh, he, not this year I don't you know unless we're going to gratuitously yeah, give it to year. Lionel Messi for no reason <laughs> I, I don't. I but can't what about think of Jordan Henderson? Else. Though he's changed the face of Saudi Pro League. Oh, sorry, I forgot about that massive achievement. Um, look, I was going to move on to something else, but now we're ridiculing someone. It feels wrong to move on uh, until after a song. So we'll play the King of Rock and Roll by Prefab Sprout. It's a song that we play quite often on this show because it, it does get us going. I've got to say, I was having a good belt out of share earlier. Um, this I one, should though, be filming these. Is certainly want to have a boogie to. I don't think anyone wants to see it. Let's be honest. Anyway, here's the King of Rock and Roll by the greatest name band in history. It's Prefab Sprout. We'll be back with more. At that rhythm. Hello and welcome back to the Phantom Radio Sports Show. Uh, now, it feels like for the past few shows we've done, we have had a small section of condolence for a legend of sport who has uh, passed away 
in the weeks before and now we learnt the news yesterday that Franz Beckenbauer had died at the age of 78. Uh, news of, I'm going to say, use the word icon and not lightly. Um, once again, when we talk about these players, you know, we had to talk about Bobby Charlton, had to talk about, you know, various people. I don't think anyone uh, can come close to people like Franz Beckenbauer in terms of as a whole nation uh, who, you know, are very thankful for this man. Let's put it that way. Yeah, totally agree. It's a big loss to Germany and Bayern Munich, the club and the country he uh, represented the most. And he basically uh, was the first in his position in a way. And he sort of um, made the defensive or the that midfield position his, his own. And, um, he, he was an icon and he, he won the World Cup, Captain Germany to the World Cup in 1974 and he won so many honours and uh, reading the condolences from former players who played against him, he was such a tough competitor and someone that if he was on your team, brilliant, if you have to play against him, then you're probably in for a, a tough afternoon. He was uh, one of only three people to have uh completed the feat of winning the World Cup both as a player and a manager. Mm. I'm sure you can name one of them. Could you name one of the other ones? I'll give you a clue. He's French. Didier Deschamps. Didier Deschamps, of course, won it with France in 1998 and in 2018. Um, The other person to do that is Brazil's Mario Zagallo, Zagallo, Mm. I think. Uh, Apparently he died uh, just last week at the age of 92. So... Uh, yeah, one of a um, a small club of people with Didier Deschamps, uh, the only one left standing in that club now. But it certainly shows just how big of a feat that is to... How tough it is uh, to do. Yeah, to yeah. complete. Um, and yeah, a player who, I think just the name alone, um, even if you have never seen even a clip of him play, just his name alone carries uh, so much weight in the world of football that uh, it felt... Um, felt wrong not to at least give a mention and send our condolences uh, to the family of Franz Beckenbauer and all those uh, yeah, who knew him, uh, an icon of the sport certainly um, Der Kaiser will very much be missed yeah definitely so, wonderful yeah. stuff. Uh, right, so a bit of uh, news now from uh, news that I was worried uh, when I saw written down is that the gear changed this I understand, but apologies for that. And I know what we'll do. We'll uh, play some uh, some backing music to really bring the mood uh, to the right place. Okay, uh, I saw concerning news that a lion had travelled eight thousand miles to, uh, to to France. Um, Escaped to zoo, did it? <laughs> it didn't uh, impart a reign of terror, though, once it arrived there, apparently. Uh, you've got more on this breaking news. <laughs> yep, Golden Lion from Martinique travelled 8,000 miles for a French cup tie with Lille, only to lose 12 0. What a waste of a journey. It's a long trip, isn't it? Let's be honest. Trip. It's a mm. mighty old slog. Martinique, for those who don't know, is a Caribbean nation, so it's in the Caribbean Sea, it is a. Um, French overseas territory, which is why they are allowed to play in the um, French Cup. Well, that's as maybe they are allowed to, but the the outlay and the effort that must go into actually getting themselves there is feels excessive but to me. I think though, 
this is how the FA Cup becomes better now. Oh, people we expand like, it. Yeah, people are like getting boring. Bring new, bring new teams into it. So you want British overseas territories or Commonwealth countries because those are countries Britain technically used to own. And now so we're nice friends with. We could have like Canadian sense. teams from the MLS. Hey, come on! Yeah. Why not? The this not? won't kick off a storm at all. No, Maidstone United away at Vancouver Whitecaps. You know how I felt about what people time? choosing uh, the frozen kebab option on our poll. I feel most people will have similar feelings and emotions towards you for this suggestion. Yeah, they probably just just put it out. I'm well, not there. officially put it out there, but, but, but I'm just saying the FA Cup does need a bit of sprucing yeah. up. Um, so to have force um, go to the Falkland a team Islands. of people love it down there. to travel, oh yeah, that that'll go, yeah, well, go well politically, I'm sure. For I I must state on the record, I am not the comments made by my co-presenter are not views that I share uh, because otherwise I'd be in big trouble. That's it's not all. But the FA Cup does need a sprucing up, so mm. maybe adding in a few more competitors. Uh, Gibraltar, you know, yeah. uh, could we somehow draft in San Marino just just to give them even more opportunities well, to Gibraltar actually score a goal? Red Imps do compete in Europe. The very very first like qualifying rounds where they're knocked out, but you know, well, well why not? Yeah, why not? I, I feel it's it's only a matter of time before, in this climate where we all care about air miles and pollution, <laughs> where we send a team of footballers over eight thousand miles in a plane. Uh, to go and play a pointless game of football that they know they're going to get absolutely battered in anyway. It's, it's, it completely makes sense, is, is all yeah. I'm saying. Uh, your ideas for how we could uh, boost uh, the FA Cup in, in, a, in a better way than uh, sending people thousands of miles out of the way to go and get shellacked. Then please do get in touch with the show at Sport on Phantom or at Phantom Sports Show on Instagram. Uh, again, that poll is still running. If you want to tell us uh, whether you are a sausage roll um, person or whether you are a fan of the frozen kebab, uh, let us know if you'd have which one of those you'd have a lifetime supply of. If you could, once more, there's only one uh, correct answer there. Um, Yes, my brother getting in touch to say that uh, possibly not a good idea to uh, stake a claim uh, with the FA flag in uh, the Falkland Islands at the minute. Apparently the guy who's now in charge of Argentina is a bit... Um, he's wanting to reignite the conflict and oh, I feel God, sending no. a bunch of footballers there oh. won't be the diplomacy not that we Top require. Gear. That is true, we're, we're not, not sending, sending Jeremy Clarkson, but... You know, Jordan Henderson could go and work his magic once more. Maybe that's where he I'm needs to something. go. Indeed, maybe that is where he needs to go. Uh, but yeah, 8,000 miles sounds like a, a long drive. <laughs> uh, you just see which song's up next. It's, it's a bit depressing, this song, so I do apologise. But uh, Drive by the Cars is a very good one. talking about a big achievement now it's uh, something that hasn't been done for nine years in sport you've seen the news the 
someone we mentioned uh, in the quiz, or I mentioned in the quiz, of uh, youngest achievers in sport, Ronnie O'Sullivan, was uh, playing in the UK Snooker Championships yesterday uh, against uh, another competitor whose name we haven't got up. Ding Junhee. Ding Junhee. Ding Junhee. In the UK, the wonderful the pronunciation there. I mean, we could have prepared for that better. That was uh, atrocious. <laughs> I'll just stick to saying Ronnie O'Sullivan. <laughs> Ronnie O'Sullivan's opponent, Ding Junhee, uh, completed the first one four seven break uh, in nine years. It was the incredible. The plus, the plus, the last person to do it was in 2015, and it was Mark Fu- Marco Fu. But also. Uh, this man has form. He's done it in 2024, and he also did a 147 break in the same tournament in 2007. So he did it as a second. teenager. 2007 is what I read. Incredible, incredible, incredible stuff. Mm. A feat that um, is only matched by the incredible circumstances of my brother having watched it by accident, by having no interest in snooker whatsoever. Just thought, oh, I'll flick over the channels. Got nothing to watch. Oh, this is on. I'll watch a frame. Why not? And then that happened to be the frame, the one frame where the first 147 break in nine years occurred. Uh, so quite interesting, uh, interesting viewing there. Um, do you ever whack the snooker on if it's uh, if it's yeah, on the sometimes. tail? Sometimes, yeah, yeah. I think um, when someone like Ronnie's playing, he gets it done pretty quick, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And so I think he, it's he's a bit more entertaining to watch. Up. Whilst as much as Steve Davis is obviously a legendary player, he will take about an hour to just do one shot, and you will be screaming at the TV like, "Just Apparently come on, the mate. snooker is on just right now." On. That's how knowledgeable we are oh. at sport. It's on now. Uh, yes, George Trump is currently um, not related. He, who to is the that defending Trump. champion at the Masters? Is who's he playing? Wilson. He just says Wilson. I want it to be like a really complex Chinese name again. Uh, no. Damn it. <laughs> I don't think the name is complex. I think we're just useless <laughs> at pronouncing it. I'm sure it would be fine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, 147 break at the Masters. A very interesting one there. Snooker, uh, the next thing to be getting into, I imagine, uh, yep. in this sporting calendar. It's very bizarre around the turn of the new year with things like darts and the snooker championships. It's like sport that you wouldn't normally watch all the time. Uh, that obviously just cut suddenly captures the zeitgeist all of a sudden. I'm expecting after this one four seven break that maybe the snooker will come on a bit stronger. I've got to say the one thing I was disappointed about with the darts, not a single nine daughter in the whole competition. Oh, yeah. uh, whereas of course that. this yeah. time last year the greatest leg of darts ever happened uh, where, you know, two players went for a nine daughter in one go with Michael Smith and Michael Van Gerwen battling it out in incredible fashion. I don't think I've ever seen a more dramatic leg of darts ever. Uh, so to not have a nine daughter this time was a, a, a bit of a disappointment because that is the pinnacle of the sport. But, of course, in the snooker, you can go and watch and have seen the pinnacle of the sport happening. Um, so, yeah, if you... Uh, Oh, interested in this uh, Ronnie still won that match yesterday, six three. Even though Ding did get the Ronnie the Rocket is imperious in these scenarios. It doesn't matter. Uh, It doesn't matter who he's against. Doesn't matter whether they score the maximum for the first time in nine years. He still comes out the other side of it uh, unfazed. Now, uh, shall we have an update to the poll? This one, yes, please. See where we are with it. We've moved a bit more. The percentages have moved further in favour 
of the Greg Sausage Roll. People so thank you very common much, sense. everyone. Thank you, everyone who's listening with common sense. Now, uh, this is a request uh, by Callum Brissett, who wants this song and will be joining us on the show. Uh, not next week, but the week after. In two weeks, he'll be joining us on the show. He can talk about all things Ipswich and, as mentioned earlier on, uh, doing quite well this season. So we've got to yeah, get really his insights. On their season, and we'll um, quiz him on his interesting thoughts and uh, methods of watching sport uh, in two weeks' time. But for now, we're going to um, uh, satiate his uh, the fact that he couldn't come in today with uh, a bit of Ultravox. So, cracking tune this. Vienna. in the cold Listening to Phantom Radio. Live from Kettleston Road. If you're 2 1 up with 10 minutes to go, you don't sub off one of your best defenders. Now, finally, in the final section of the show today, we're going to be talking about VAR. Sorry. Apologies, it can't be avoided. Every week. Every single week, we must have the conversation, apparently. You already know my views, which tend to be, can people stop moaning? Uh, but something that people did not stop moaning about, uh, especially Everton, uh, is uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin sending off against Crystal Palace. Now, their moaning has uh, ended uh, successfully for them, as the appeal has been accepted and the red card rescinded. Thoughts on this yep. one? I think it's the correct decision. I think it was a ridiculous decision by... Uh, VAR on Thursday night it was not a red card it just it just was not a red card it was just, there was no malice in the challenge you didn't the problem really is, is the kind the of challenge where nothing you know it's just a general movement that everyone makes in football he sort of thinks the ball's his already and then his foot's quite high up uh, so look Personally, when you slow everything down, there is a there is a way of being able to tell yourself that that looks dangerous because his foot is technically above his ankle. I mean, it completely misses him. I don't really know why he goes down at all. It's Nathaniel Klein that he tackles. But you can see how, and this is the main problem with VAR, is that when you slow things down to that extent and use this tool in in the way to sort of say it absolves you of any blame because if the referee didn't send him off and it was a horrendous challenge then everyone would be up in arms about that but he did send him off because he was sent to the monitor and I feel like at the point that someone's sent to the monitor they feel like they must send someone off Yeah. and this just in my view is not that challenge it's Definitely just not, not at all I don't know I don't know why they do it in slow motion football's not played in slow motion very good point I don't know. slow motion could be helpful in seeing incidents that happen but 
tackles, I think when you're looking at them, you know that that tackle's happened. I think you've got to be able to make the judgment of whether it's dangerous or not in real time. Yeah. Or at least at full How speed when watching it using back. And everything. Because yeah. if you watch it in slow mo, everything looks like it's got a load of malice behind it and it's all horrendous and he could have broke his leg or whatever. But obviously, that's just not true. Now, rant over, because as I say, Everton successful in their appeal of this. Uh, but I'm sure next week we'll be back with more moaning about VAR. Because, look, it's going to happen forever and ever and ever. Can I have another we moan, though? Go for Why it. Why is it used in some FA Cup times and not others? Yeah, it's sort of unfair, there isn't needs it? To be because some if you're playing at a League One ground, obviously they don't have the capacity for that. But if you're playing at a Premier League ground, you are. So in a sense, you're either being punished because you haven't got VAR and a decision might have gone for you if you did, or punished because you have, and therefore a decision that would otherwise have not been given has been. It's not great. I do think the games without VAR, though, were better because they were less stop start. Mm. The problem is we all moaned. Well, we all, but the the idea is that we were all very fed up with the fact that referees were making so many mistakes, and we wanted to no longer be moaning about referees making mistakes. And instead, all we've done is just made ourselves moan about something else slightly different. Instead of moaning at the referee, we're moaning at the machine or the people in a different room who are similar to the referee. So, in any case, it's just fickle football fans. We're all going to moan. We all love a good moan. Uh, Including me, about those of you that said that they'd prefer a lifetime selection (laughs) of frozen kebab meat over uh, Greg Sausage Rolls. never going to live it down. No. um, Also, I've said Greg Sausage Rolls so much that I do feel like one. However, it is now too late because, as you know, with Greg's... Uh, one of the they don't reheat so I imagine if I went into a Greg's now it would either A be closed or B the sausage roll we'll have to go downtown and see mate which is just disappointing isn't it but Mm. look we need to go and check out that Uh, and next week we'll be back with more we may have a guest we don't know Uh, Callum will be on the week after we'll see what we can do next week also everyone uh, if you can go and check down uh, check out Derby County Women in the FA Cup against the WSL team Uh, we will be there. Uh, it it should be a barnstormer, uh, an interesting game certainly, and we'll bring you um, what happened there next on next week's show. Kieran will bring you uh, the new feature, the stat pack feature. Uh, I'm putting him under pressure because I did it this week, so you know, come on, contribute. I will do it. And more quizzing, more quizzing everyone in the new year. Hopefully my rust will have been cleaned off by then and I can get a bit of a better score than I did this week. But to close out the show today, thank you very much all for listening. Uh, Yeah, thank you very much for listening and a happy new year again. A big thank you. It is now thoroughly in the new year. I feel we'll be on the point of saying happy new year, but Kieran's just too polite to not mention it. Thank you all very much for listening. Um, you can go and watch your snooker or, uh, I don't know... Bowls. Bowls. You could watch bowls. Uh, yeah, snooker's the main thing on the minute, apparently. So go check it out. Judge Trump's playing. Uh, we'll be back next week. We will indeed. But for now, this is uh, David Bowie playing about. On a tune! Ladies.
You're listening to Phantom Radio. Live from Kettleston Road.